0: Internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Warner Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, thank you everybody uh, for coming uh, into the George Warner Jr. Show. I do much appreciate it, and thanks a lot for that. Uh, uh, because if it wasn't for you, there would be no show. I couldn't do this without knowing that someone is out there listening and enjoying it. Uh, um, Basically, I just be myself. I just be who I am. I don't try to put on airs. Anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is much cooler than it was yesterday, but it feels great. It feels beautiful. We were out there today uh, um, enjoying ourselves in the weather. Cool. It's a lot cooler. But it beats 90 to 100 degrees, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because they had a heat advisory uh, going on uh, for the last two days. But today, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Free air conditioning, they call it. (laughs) You can cut your air conditioner off. You can cut your fan off or whatever you have, trying to keep cool. Open up those windows. Get outside. It's free air conditioning in the city of Chicago. And I hope wherever you are in the world that you are Keeping yourself safe because I know a around the world the the weather is basically the same, especially in Arizona, <laughs> Colorado, uh, all of those uh, western states. Um, the 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 temperatures are up and the humidity, you know, is up, and uh, it's just dangerous for anybody. It doesn't matter what your age; it's dangerous for anybody. Okay and uh, if you i I talked about this yesterday and if you know anybody who might decide or want to try to keep their infant or their pet in a hot car you should try to remind them that in some states it is against the law to do that but anyway it is uh beautiful it's kind of cloudy but it's beautiful i'm no meteorologist folks i just uh tell it Tell it like it is for what what I see. Okay, we were out there today, and uh, it was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, uh, you're listening to the George Wanda Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. What is going on today? Donald Trump, what can I say? I, I believe the United Nations have just pulled out of the human rights body not the United Nations, but I believe that the United States, excuse me, I misspoke, the United States has just pulled out of the United Nations uh, I believe it's called human rights. It's a human rights body uh, of folks. Body means a body of folks, not an actual body. It's just a body, a conglomerate of people. And just like Everything Trump is taking the United States out of just about everything. If he don't like it, he do not like the people, he doesn't like the world leader. He's and and if we're a part of that, if we're incorporated in those talks some kind of way, this asshole always trying to pull us out of things we should not be pulled out of with our allies. He's always pulling us out of something. And and he just pulled us out of the uh uh you uh uh United Nations uh, body for human rights. In other words, Trump just made it a lot more worse for his abuses. There's nobody higher than he is or on his equal plane telling him what to do and how to do it. He says, do it and you fuckers better do it. And they're still separating people children from uh their parents at the border, and a lot of us are saying that the folks who are doing it, the ice agents the uh, uh if it's the uh national guard or the army or wh- whoever is separating these kids uh from their parents, we're saying, stop it, stop uh, taking these kids from the arms of their parents and putting them in cages. The hell with Donald Trump! Stop doing what this jackass is telling you to do. If you don't think it's right, you don't have to follow any orders from the White House. Bullshit! Stop doing it right now. Stop uh, following orders from this jackass in the White House to separate children from their parents. It is wrong. It is a human, uh, a human violation. No doubt about it. It's an act of abuse. It's an act of Donald Trump misusing and abusing his power as president of the United States. And right now he's saying, well, I'm not I'm not to blame for this. It's the Democrats who is to blame. The Democrats is not to blame for this. As I said yesterday on the show, the Democrats can't do anything. They don't control anything. Donald Trump controls it. The Republicans control it. If this shit goes on and on and on and on, they are the ones to blame. This this is not a law that was set in or written and and is now on the books by the Democrats. That's BS. That's a bunch of lies. Yeah, there is something there, but it's a practice. But the Democrats and even some Republicans uh, decades back, they did not enforce this They because they knew it was wrong. So the Republicans come along and they start enforcing something that is not on the books and then blaming Democrats for it is B.S. As you know, Donald Trump is always looking for someone to blame. The Democrats are always an easy target uh, for him to blame uh, for. the the shit that he does to to blame it on somebody else. Well, it was a Democrat's fault, so I did it. Yeah, I did it. I have control over it, but it's a Democrat's fault. The guy is too damn much of a coward to own up to what he's doing. He has to blame it on someone else. All right, uh, on the George Wilder Jr. show today uh, is Lynn Smith. She's going to be talking about something that's totally unrelated. So if you folks out there... You get so sick and tired of me talking about politics and and things. You can always um, tune in to to hear guests on the show who will be talking about something slightly different. But sometimes the guests the guests that appear they're just so uh, eagerly and just as much wanting to talk about what's going on in the United States of America as I am, because this is our country. This is where we live. This is what this is the place we love. We don't need a bunch of rogue ass Democrats, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Republicans in Congress not doing their jobs. We don't need a president who is a dictator or a want to be dictator, because right now Donald Trump is getting his ass chewed out north, south, east, and west. And he's looking around for something, uh, someone to blame. And he's also looking for a distraction. He's going to try to distract us from this. If Donald Trump, and he's an asshole, if Donald Trump is good at one thing, he's good at distracting us. And we, rightly so, become distracted. Why do we get distracted when Donald Trump distracts us? There's because he is the President of the United States. What he says uh, is it makes news, it's important, whether it's stupid, dumb or ignorant or unkind or mean or nasty. He is the President of the United States. Whether it's ridiculous, whether it's a lie, you know, we're going to pay attention to it. We're going to focus on it because why? He's the President of the United States. He sets the tone. And it's a tone that um, is just wrong. He he sets the tone, but it's the wrong tone for the United States of America. The guy wants to be a dictator. The guy just, but someone should tell him because he doesn't read, he he will not read, maybe he can't read. Someone should tell him that if he tries to be like uh, Adolf Hitler, Or, or these dictators around the country today, like Kim Jong-un and Putin, it's not going to work in the United States. Trump is just a con man from off the street corner. Somehow uh, found his way into the White House. And I've always said the reason why Donald Trump is in the White House is because he's con, lied, and bullshitted his way there. The American people did not vote for him. They voted for Hillary Clinton, but somehow uh, Russia gerrymandering and the Electoral College gave it to this fool. That's, this is how he became president of the United States. Uh, and a lot of us feel that its he's a fake president. He's an illegitimate president. He should not be there. And his surrogates, uh, people who are going around the uh, media circuit. And they're just lying for him. How can anybody defend this? How can anybody in their right mind say this is the right thing to do to children? To put kids in cages because their parents came across the U.S. border and they're saying that they're following um, the guidelines of strict uh, immigration There, I mean, I I have nothing against strict uh, immigration. I have nothing against immigration laws. I do think people should come to the United States the proper way. But still in all, you don't have to take, if someone comes here uh, not in the proper way as crossing the U.S.-Mexican border with their children, there should be another way to deal with it than separating uh, children from their parents one of the things that should uh, never happen is a child being separated from their parents Lord forbid God forbid if one of those kids die in one of those cages that uh, Jeff Sessions and Donald Trump setting up or one of those tent cities. I'm pretty sure I've heard about something like that that's going on in Texas, a bunch of tents. And, uh, and a lot of uh, uh, reporters and journalists are covering those kids in cages. And you just hear a lot of horror stories. They want their parents, they don't wanna be in there. They don't wanna be locked up like caged animals. But the Trump administration, they don't. This is why, and this is why we're going to vote their asses out. We're going to vote them out on a rail in four and a half months from now. And they know it. They know it. This is why some of the Republicans I'm hearing, they are distancing, distancing um, I can't even say the word. They are uh, not agreeing with what's going on. A lot of Republicans are saying this is bad. This is not good. This shouldn't happen. Republicans are saying this. Talking about their president. This is, this, this is bad. This, is, this should not be going on in America. These are Republicans. Ah, but there's a catch. They're always bitching about something that their president, Donald Trump, is doing. Even though the Republicans in Congress They have the power to get his ass out. They have the power to impeach him. They have the power to throw him out. They have the power to curtail his powers. But they won't do it. They complain about about him. A lot of the Republicans, they don't like him. But they do nothing about him. Lindsey Graham said the other day, That he didn't care if people liked him or not. He's just trying to help Trump make the world a better place. This is what I'm talking about. Republicans literally kissing Donald Trump's ass because they don't want to do the right thing for the country. They don't want to do the right thing uh, by the people who voted their asses in Congress, gave them their job, gave them their great health care, gave them a, a, a paycheck of taxpayer money, but yet they rather stoop down and lick Donald Trump's feet and say, fuck the people who voted for them. This is why there's going to be a massive blue wave come November 6, 2018. And the Republicans know this. A lot of them try to play it off. A lot of Republicans, ah, blue wave, blah, 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 blah. But in essence, and in the back rooms, they are worried. They are worried as hell of losing their jobs. And I don't want to hear this crap from Republicans. Well, uh, the reason why we're not doing anything about it is because Donald Trump, we're, we're trying to run for office uh, 2018, and we don't want Trump to say bad things about us because if he says bad things about us, we will, we will not win. That's a bunch of crap. That's a load of bull. Donald Trump, he doesn't have any kind of strings for anyone to try to attach themselves to to win an election. Donald Trump, if Donald Trump tries to endorse someone, that's the kiss of death. Majority of the people, if not all so far, since he's been in office, Donald Trump has endorsed, they've lost. They've lost big time to a Democrat. So to say that Donald Trump has some kind of uh, uh, endorsement power for winning is a lie. Before this uh, uh, putting kids in cages thing, the Republicans were still in hot water with Donald Trump. But now they're, they're scalding when it comes to the uh, Midterm election, the upcoming midterm elections. They're scared shitless. They're complaining, as I've said, they are complaining like, I don't know what about Donald Trump. They don't like his policies, they don't like what he's doing, but they fail to do anything about him. When they have the power to impeach him, to throw his ass out of there, they have the power to cut off some of his power, his own power. Yeah, they have the power to to um put him in check, check and balances, but they're too afraid to do that. They are so afraid to don- so afraid of Donald Trump, you wonder why in the hell their politicians? How in the hell did they get in office? Obviously, they use the same tactics tactics that Donald Trump did they conned their constituency? they lied to their constituency? They bullshitted their constituency. And their constituency was just so naive and voted their asses in. And now. uh, Trump really screwing with the people who put his ass in office. I'm hearing that the tariffs, China tariffs are going to come back to bite Donald Trump in the ass from the states that he won in America. And there are so many, many of his constituency, the people who voted for Donald Trump, they are so disappointed in him because they're finding out that they are getting hurt the most by his erratic policy and his erratic behavior than anything. A lot of them are still waiting for the jobs he promised. Well, then you just be waiting because this man lies through his teeth as the world knows. All right, it's 626 uh p.m in the city of chicago we still have daylight here and it's beautiful it's cool the sun is not burning down on us like it was yesterday and i hope it's very very nice where you are and i hope you're having a great time and one of the things we have to do folks we can't be yeah well uh donald trump is 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 a bitch i mean he is uh an idiot and the people who support him are idiots and i've said that several times um they're looking the other way you know i mean and i've just got through saying the people who support him and voted for him, he is, they, excuse me, they are the ones that he's fucking. I mean, you know, screwing up, screwing around. I mean, because they are still looking for their jobs. They're looking, they're still looking for the promises uh, uh, of jobs and and everything else that he promised them. And it's not coming. It's not there. It's not there. Yeah, there are some crazy people out here who still support Donald Trump, but there's more of us this is why there's going to be a massive blue wave coming but don't forget this republicans are still trying to find a way to stop you and me from voting because they know their ass is going to be grass and they are still trying to figure out how to find a way to keep you Uh, and i from voting so they can try and keep their jobs but i I don't think this is going to happen because uh we're just pissed off at them and we are going to we're going to do this Folks, make sure you check out my books online, Joe Waters Jr. Amazon. Thank you.
1: Subpoenaed to testify, Subpoenaed to really testify before a grand jury. That's really unfair. What you're doing right jury. now is extremely no, unfair. I'm the giving you a people so don't come it. on the show, oh, not going to do with it. it. With all that, uh, do that do promoting it. of Avenatti. What happens if Robert What does that have to do with this? Because they're all trying to bring...
2: It is election night in America. On the most important primary night so far <laughs> this year, the biggest... Race ...to talk, but he falsely blamed the Democrats for his administrations. Uh, Family separation practice today. He said that the Democrats forced that law upon our nation That is just a lie. He is the president. He has the power to stop this practice. So why continue?
3: Welcome to the new normal when in a single news cycle the triple threats to Donald Trump's the
4: president finally broke his silence on Stormy Daniels this week. And he told reporters he didn't know his lawyer, Michael Cohen, gave the adult film star $130,000 before the election to keep her from talking about the alleged affair. President, hey, did you
5: know about
3: the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels? No, no. Why, Michael, why did Michael Cohen make
1: it if it no Well, you have to ask Michael Cohen. Michael's my... An attorney, and you'll have to ask Michael Cohen.
6: No, I don't
4: know. No. The president's attorneys are asking for more time to respond to Stormy Daniels' lawsuit. Her attorneys argue the hush agreement is void because Trump did not sign it. Let's discuss this with my
2: children alleging quote self-dealing and other persistent illegal conduct at the president's charity, the Donald J. Trump Foundation. No, among other things, the president is now accused by New York State of treating his nonprofit like his personal checkbook and using the tax-exempt funds to pay off his business creditors, promote his hotels, decorate a Trump golf club, and even stage a multi-million dollar giveaway at a 2016 presidential campaign event in Iowa. Just days before the crucial caucuses there. Let's go to see that. Jean Cazares, she's joining us from New York. So, Jean, walk us through these uh, allegations.
3: And there are many. This is a 41 page verified petition. The defense. <laughs>
1: to the show All- To the president the wall street journal's editorial board writes today quote every sentient voter in 2016 understood that donald trump had a bad history with women but mistakes of character tend to catch up with everyone and that's what is now happening with president trump and his many women Mr. Trump can't retain the best legal counsel because no one wants a client who ignores all advice. He wants to answer questions from Mr. Mueller, but probably won't prepare enough to avoid even accidental self-incrimination. The Stormy Daniels case is typical of Mr. Trump's pre-presidential behavior in thinking he can with enough threats.
7: about the FBI's handling of the Clinton email investigation. He also spoke about immigration. CNN's Van Jones here with the bottom line. I, I guess let's listen to just what he said, because we were on TV. I want to get a take on this. I'm
1: I'm going through these that clips, folks. That <laughs> <was laughs> because when you read the report, it was almost like Comey. He goes point after point about how guilty Hillary is. Mm-hmm. And then he said, but we're not going to do anything about it. Uh, the report, the IG report, was a horror show. I thought that one sentence of conclusion was ridiculous. All
7: right, what he's talking about there is the IG put out a report that said, we found no evidence that the conclusions brought to prosecutors were affected by bias or other improper considerations. So we have this 500-page IG report where there's a lot in it the president likes, but he decides to dispute the conclusion there, Ben.
2: Well, I mean, uh, there is stuff in there that nobody should like. Uh, let's just be honest, like yeah, you know, when you when you have people who are uh, supposed to be doing a professional job and they're having side conversations, but you know what? that actually happens in real life. people have you know, i've I've been in hospitals where you know doctors and nurses are are having you know negative side conversations about patients or families. That doesn't mean they then go into the surgery and botch it on purpose. It doesn't mean the nurse is not giving the pills properly. People can have opinions. Uh, maybe they shouldn't have them. Maybe they're catty. Maybe they're petty. But it doesn't mean that they're not doing their job properly. And at the end of the day, it seems to me that's what they found. People had catty personal opinions, but you can't find evidence that those opinions actually change the outcome of these investigations. And both facts are important. Both facts.
3: We were just talking about immigration. Um, As you know, there are children who are being separated from their parents at the border under this new zero tolerance policy that's being implemented by Attorney General Jeff Sessions. I think the President just addressed that, and I think that what he said was that there's this immigration draft of a new bill Mm -hmm. from the Republicans. And it has, uh, you know, various tenants, most of them pretty hardline or um, will assuage conservatives' feelings, certainly more than Democrats, but it also does include a path for dreamers. And it says that it would be a fix to this separating of parents and children. We're not exactly sure how. But it sounds like the president said he will not vote for this Republican he bill. Is that what you heard, too? He
7: says he will not sign what he calls the more moderate agreement here. Now, you can disagree about whether or fact, it is moderate or conservative. He's an
0: idiot. He's but he will idiot. not
7: sign this agreement that the House Speaker and others helped forge with the moderates in that party. This essentially, if he understands what he just said, blows up the Republican deal that they just made. Van, there is urgency here to solve the problem of separating these parents with children.
2: Beyond urgency. I mean, this is not a a, a zero tolerance policy. This is a zero humanity policy. It's a zero dignity policy. It's It's a zero human rights policy. There is no country on planet Earth that when Uh, refugees show up on the border fleeing violence, fleeing you know gang activity, running for their lives that rip babies away from mothers and and, and jail the mothers, incarcerate the mothers and the children too. That is, it's unprecedented uh, on the planet. Has it happened in narrow cases in the U.S. before? Yes, with good cause, but a blanket wholesale attack on every single person coming here even people who are basically, these people are breaking the law. They should be treated like garbage. That's not our Constitution, but fine. Some of these people are following the letter of our asylum Absolutely. laws.
5: To which, the letter and, and having their toes ripped
2: away. They
3: must be protected when they show up on our shores seeking asylum. Be-
2: because, because human rights law that the United States pioneered and brought the world into requires that. Not only our own laws, but global human rights laws. And for the President of the United States to do anything to jeopardize the fix, and by the way, if you're a conservative, If you're a Republican, pro-family, pro-baby, pro-choice, all these things about the the, the innocent and and, and so frustrated with the Democratic Party for not understanding your argument that, you know, whatever the parents did or didn't do, that, 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 that child in the womb is innocent and shouldn't be punished based on what the parents decide, apply that to the border. Don't punish babies. Don't punish children because of the choices of the parents. Where is the Republican Party? Where are my conservative friends? Where are, where, are, where, are, where are my fellow people of faith and Christians on the abuse of children on our own borders? The,
7: the silence has been appalling. I hope it breaks this weekend. Where is the president? Let's listen to the sound from the White House just moments ago.
1: So, um, I certainly wouldn't have signed the MoMA. What does the one. bill have to I need I need a bill that gives this country tremendous border security. I have to have that
7: bring in CNN political director David Chowling. The president just said it, he would not sign the more moderate bill. And David, and I say this with the utmost respect, I'm not sure he understands what he just said I I think what he was just saying was he's not going to accept the doesn't
0: understand anything you're right he doesn't understand what he's saying and if
7: that's the case he just blew up the party's immigration plans again (laughs) and you're saying that John because right the the more
5: moderate version that deal that you're saying then the Goodlatte bill right uh, is is what we would sort of analyze as the more moderate version but here's the thing the other thing that the president said there was yes they need to fix this legislatively he likes to blame the democrats as sarah sanders uh... did yesterday uh... for creating the law that is uh... now being enforced to separate these children from their families uh... but my ears perked up too as soon as i I heard him say that because it sounds like uh... he's not willing to sign at this point the bill that the republican house majority is crafting as a compromise deal uh... yet he still says he wants a legislative fix and right now I, I, th- that seems to be the only one that potentially uh, has the possibility of, of getting enough votes to actually be a legislative fix.
3: Van, you, Van, you said, where are my fellow friend, my, my friends, the conservatives? Where are the evangelicals, Franklin Graham? Probably, you know, arguably best known evangelical Christian in the country, he said that this is unconscionable. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that was basically the message that he sent to the White House. Uh,
2: yes, and then he said uh, this is because of 20 or 30 years of bad policy and lack leadership, which of course is also true. But we need sharper statements from our conservative Christian friends. This is a no-brainer. This is not hard. You can say, "I want the most secure borders ever, but I don't want to scar children. I do not want." Uh, two-year-old babies who are going to be emotionally scarred for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Where is my mama? Where is my mama? For three months, six months. You don't want that to have a secure border, and you don't have to do that to children to have a secure border. It's a no-brainer. It's a Uh, no-brainer. And from my point of view, this is the opportunity for the Christian evangelical movement to step forward and say, hold on a second. If we're going to be key to this governing coalition, we are going to impose some morals and some principles, maybe not on the behavior of the
7: president in his personal life, but certainly on the behavior of public policy. And in David Chalian, the president saying he wants a legislative fix, (laughs) once again, it's deflecting. It's saying that others should do something on this when it's an administration decision. The administration, (laughs) totally. they decided to do this. You can have the argument. Obviously, Van feels a certain way. There are others, although it does feel as if they've created a bit of a groundswell of people who feel similarly to Van here along Franklin Graham and others. And the Pope. But the White House needs to own the fact that they chose this path. They are choosing to separate the children from the parents.
5: And and the other thing that that President Trump said in this really unprecedented kind of stroll to the North Lawn uh, kind of interview. I don't think I've ever seen a president of the United States uh, speaking on television from the stand-up reporter position on the North Lawn before, but he strolled out there and talked to Fox this morning. And the other thing he said, John, is uh, tough on immigration wins. Yeah. I've learned that. And now we're in an era where tough on immigration wins. So uh, he sees uh this enforcement action as some kind of political win. The polls don't say that at all. The Congress, his own party in the Congress clearly doesn't believe that this is a political win from them right now. They are scrambling to come up with a more humane solution here. Uh but the president truly uh, just use his own words, believes that the toughest position on you could possibly have on immigration related matters is a winning position.
3: Well there you go. So if the poll not tip <laughs> then you'll see the policy on this zero tolerance policy changing at the border. I mean, that is the hope. If, if Americans speak out and tell pollsters how they feel about it, that's how possibly how it will change.
2: I, I, think, I think there are a number, number of things that need to happen. Um, first of all, um, everybody, if you've never called your congressperson before, uh, Google it, it's not hard. Everybody, right, left, doesn't matter who you are, say, listen, don't abuse babies at our border. That's not appropriate. We don't want that. And then it's important, listen, uh, there needs to be a signal sent, I think, in November uh, that you know, some things are beyond the pale and I think if you if you begin to put that together I think the calculation changes but what's key is that Trump doesn't care about the general polling, he cares about the polling for his base which means that if you are a Trump voter, if you, you, you have a tremendous amount of power in this situation if you are a Trump voter, you've always been there for him, you want the wall you say I want the wall but I don't want babies abused that begins to crack into his decision-making a model and we need to hear from Trump voters who don't want this kind of abuse. And, and, and if you're going to ride with them on everything, including this kind of mistreatment, where we're going to be an international pariah, where we're doing bad stuff, then I start to ask the question, At, what, at what, is there a bottom to the moral uh, collapse that we're in? i
7: hesitant to change the subject because I do think this is a very interesting discussion. But I want to get to another thing the president was talking about this morning on the lawn. He was talking about North Korea. Listen to what he says about his recent meeting and a little bit of history
1: and you got uh, you took some heat over saluting one of the generals i think he fired at least okay when you say he three fired, three that we know of i think maybe fired at least fired <laughs> right. may be a nice word uh that's right i met a general he saluted me i saluted him back and i guess they're using that as another <coughs> sound bite. i mean you know i think i'm being respectful to the general uh we are we have a very good relationship right. with north korea uh, when i was talking to president obama he essentially was ready to go to war with North Korea. He felt you had to almost go to war. And I did ask him, have you spoken to him? Because goes, no. Mm-hmm. I said, do you think it would be a good thing to speak to him, maybe? Right. Okay? Because, you know, if you go to war there, you're not talking about 100,000 lives, which is a lot. Right. You're talking about 30, 40, 50 million lives. So this, David,
7: I assume the president is speaking about the meeting he held in the Oval Office immediately after the election, where we know from our reporting that the president, former President Obama, said the thing that bothered him the most was North Korea. That was his biggest worry. President Trump claiming that President Obama said he was about ready to go to war there. This fits into the narrative, though, where President Trump, I think, is trying to make the case that he has done something that no one else could do or would do with North Korea.
5: Right. That's his Nobel Peace Prize application process there. But it is. Uh, it, what is interesting to hear him say, and, and it, he, it sounded like it was President Elect, then President-elect Trump's assessment that President Obama was prepared to go to war. Right. Uh, but uh, what is interesting is we know that President Obama said this is going to be your greatest problem. It wasn't President Obama who promised fire and fury, uh, the likes of which we've never seen before, that was President Trump who was amping up that war rhetoric uh, last August. I, the, the, we were, most experts, John, that have been on this show that have told you guys, we were closer to the precipice of an of a actual military conflict and war with North Korea uh, under President Trump in the fall, summer and fall, than we'd ever been as a country before. Uh,
3: Van, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's just interesting, you know. Trump, what, to, just to make the story work, will kind of change who the characters are. Uh, so now it's you know, Trump is is a peaceful, reasonable person, and and Obama is this you know crazy warmonger. But he ran against Obama for being weak, for being too appeasing, for being you know for going on this, this uh, alleged apology cor- tour, which he never went on. So again, uh, it's more about telling the story uh, that that makes uh, Trump look like the hero than
7: telling the truth. Can I just read you something that the president said, because this will make you sit up, right? He says of Kim Jong-un, he speaks and his people sit up in attention. I want my people to do the same. See, well, listen.
2: Whoa. That's a stun. I mean, can you imagine if President Obama had come out and said, I just met with a brutal dictator, and, I, and, and, and this brutal dictator who murders people, who starves people, has his people sitting up at attention, I want the American people to do the same thing. I mean, it would be game, set, matched, it would be done, and yet...
5: then, uh, never mind the political hypocrisy on that point. What American president, irrespective of party, would ever say that? Or and, that. And, and think that way. I just can't think... So, yes, you can call out the political hypocrisy that if Obama did this, it would be, uh, you know, a five-alarm fire for the Republicans, but that, that doesn't even sound like an American president. I, uh, you it's, know. A,
2: it's a five alarm r- a fire for democracy at this point. You know what, people... I, that, that's, that's, it's, I, mean, I'm stun- I mean, it's hard to study me. I've been, I've been sitting here for three years listening to this stuff and, and doing the best I can. But it's, it's literally... Uh, it, the pundits are going to be speechless.
3: No, honestly, and, it's like until I hear him say it with his own words, I'm, I'm actually reluctant to believe this because it is such a stunning statement. And it is, it's such a moment of, I don't know, unvarnished something, candor... But I'm waiting to hear it from the president's mouth, because it, I, I can't believe that the president of the United States would have just you, said You know
7: that. what happens in North Korea if you don't sit up and listen to the Supreme Leader? Something bad? You get shot. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, you, you get shot. And, and the president of the United States is, I guess, lamenting the fact that he can't elicit a similar reaction in the United States. We're trying to get that sound together so you can listen to it, but it, it is illustrative, Van, of the state of mind. Uh, of the president
2: here. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, I uh, I try not to overreact. Sometimes I feel like, you know, you know, we, every tweet, everything, everything, we just sure. get all, all upset or whatever, and then, then you know, babies are being you know, ripped away from the mothers at the borders, and we're already at 10 all the time, so there's no 11 to go to. So I really try. Liberals get mad at me because I don't overreact to everything. This is very, very horrible. It's unacceptable. Um, the entire point of this country is that people don't sit up and pay attention to the leaders. The leaders sit up and pay attention to the people. That's the entire point. That's the whole model, is that it's the people who stand up and the leaders who respond and, and, and the leaders who take the people seriously. If he wants to the reverse, there are plenty of countries he can go and visit and stay there. I would suggest that he start looking around.
3: All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much for being here with us. Obviously, we'll get that sound for everyone as soon as we possibly have it. But in the meantime, be sure to watch Dan Jones' show tomorrow on no, CNN no, at 7 p.m. Eastern. Kim mm-hmm. Kardashian, Seth Meyers. That looks like a great show.
7: You'll sit up and listen, just like the president wants.
3: Indeed, I will. CNN Newsroom with Poppy Harlow. We'll pick up after this quick break. Have a great weekend, everyone.
7: This call over the next few hours? Uh,
4: I don't, um, but certainly uh, I think that they are stoking the idea that he might. I think the president is aware that um, messing with the Mueller probe, especially before there is a report out from Mueller, is a particularly bad idea when the president is still in the process of this back and forth over an interview that very few people believe he will ever give Mueller. Right. And so um, is this
3: a real back and forth? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the, the idea that they're still debating they're still negotiating are they really no i mean i think at this point what it is is essentially buying time um
4: by the trump legal team which look their job is to defend their client their job is not the same as certainly what reporters jobs are or what government officials jobs are their job is trying to get the to get this sort of as close to the window of the election as possible where muller will get accused of playing politics if he releases a report then. Um, what I think has become fairly clear if, if the president's lawyers are to, to be believed is that he's not going to get indicted. Um, I think people who are hoping that the Mueller probe is going to end with the president getting frog-marched out of the Oval Office, that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, Mueller will issue a report to Congress, and then that could spark impeachment hearings, depending on what happens in the House. In, in,
7: it, it is interesting, though. I mean, Giuliani is out there lighting his hair on fire, saying that Sessions, who's recused himself and Rosenstein, should right. suspend Mueller right now. But your reporting is that it's unlikely that the president who's got the power to fire right Rod now. Rosenstein or push any buttons, isn't likely to do it right now. This is all an act we're seeing from uh, Giuliani.
4: That's Or, it, or it's, it's lawyering, or whatever, that, and it's, some, it's a PR effort that we're seeing from Giuliani. Um, I, don't think, I don't know that I think that it's an act. He's even say. and the president's going to do this, he said this should happen. We, we have seen repeatedly as the president is acting as if the DOJ... Um, is not part of his government, right? They act as if this is something that they're pushing back separately from, and I think this is just a continuation of that.
3: Okay, next topic. Somewhere between 500 and 650 children have been separated from their parents over the past few weeks at the border. This is a new policy from the Trump administration. They call it a zero tolerance policy. They, it's hard to know how they really feel about it because they are looking for other justifications for it, as if they don't want to own it.
4: That is 100% correct, and it is one of the most striking things about this. It's what we saw with the president with DACA too, where it, he doesn't want to be known for the thing he is doing that his administration is doing. Ending DACA was the president's choice. I understand that their argument was it was ruled un, it's unconstitutional, and we had to say something because of an external lawsuit. That lawsuit was brought by allies of the administration. It is hard to imagine that there was not some foreknowledge number, and that if the president wanted. A fix to DACA, he could have made it happen. He keeps trying to blame Democrats. The same thing here. He keeps saying this is President Obama's policy. Um, there, there are, are aspects of Obama's policy that are part of uh, what President Trump has been doing with immigration. Separating children from their parents at the border as a deterrent to future immigrants or asylum seekers is not
7: an Obama policy. That is a Trump it's not policy. Not
3: spelled out anywhere. Just to, no. be, to be clear, and there's also and it's not a, a law, law. It's their
7: policy. That's right. But Chief of staff policy? John Kelly has told us. This is a deterrent. We know this yes. because oh, he has told us it out loud. it
3: also?
4: It is
7: a Trump administration policy.
4: Correct, right. and it is um, very hard. It is increasingly creeping into the mainstream uh, consciousness to see these images of children being taken from their parents, and I think it is going to be very, very hard as time goes on for the president to keep spinning that as something that someone else is doing. This is his.
3: Okay, that said, and we were debating this last hour, um, maybe it's a tactic and maybe it's an effective one and even if you're using children as political footballs or tools or wrenching them from their mother's breast Maybe it's a tactic that appears to be working since it has gotten Congress's attention, and now there is a Republican immigration bill that they are going to vote on and they are going to present. What is that theory?
4: I reject that theory because this this bill is going to attract no Democratic votes. It's a poison pill. The president will then blame Democrats and say, see, they don't want to fix. Um, This uh, would uh, impact asylum seekers, which the Democrats are not going to go along with, number one. Number two. One of the most troubling aspects of this bill for, for people who are concerned about the president's border policy in terms of separations is it keeps billing this as if this is about keeping families together. We're going to change the separation policy. It's not really. It's going to say that the parents can stay with their children, but then they will be held indefinitely. That is, that is, that is quite a choice.
7: Just finally, on the subject, Maggie, again, I'm interested in what your reporting tells you does the White House, are there people in the White House who think they've got a problem on their hands? Yes. Now now that they've made yes. this choice and these pictures are out there, yes. do they realize this is dicey? There are a lot of people in the White House who
4: realize this is dicey,
7: mm-hmm. um, but as we
4: have seen repeatedly on a number of other issues, it is not clear that they are going to be able to get anyone to change anything. If people wonder why it is that Jeff Sessions puts up with everything that he has put up with over the last year and a half, and that, granted this is not compulsory work, Jeff Sessions has a real vision of what immigration should be, and this is what it is, and this is why he is staying. You have other people around the president who have that as well, such as Stephen Miller. And it's going to be a heavy lift to get the president to get away from it, especially in an election year, which we are in now. It's not the president's election, but the midterms will affect him greatly, and they believe they need to turn their base out.
3: Jeff Sessions cited the Bible. Um, Romans 13 right. about why this has to happen you he was sort of saying that the government's decisions are kind of beyond reproach uh, It's gotten a lot of criticism even Franklin Graham right. obviously probably best right. known right. evangelical Christian in right. the country So any any sense that there's enough blowback enough uh, pushback that they would alter? I,
4: this? Th- I think that if you start hearing from more evangelical leaders um, Sessions quoting the Bible aside I think if you start hearing from more evangelical leaders, I think that could impact the president, especially if he sees them on TV.
7: So you've got some reporting on the comings and goings, the revolving door, as it were, at the White House. Who's in? Who's out? What are you learning?
4: I I mean, everybody is is often both in and out. The president president is consumed with the topics of uh, leaks to the degree that he was, actually, in the first two months of the administration. He's constantly asking, is XYZ a leaker? Him? Her? Um, there, the new, I, I think there has been a lot of proxy war going on and a lot of it is basically John Kelly's frustrations with the President and things the President will not submit to or get other people to submit to in terms of Kelly's authority. Oh. So the latest target of that um, is Andrew Giuliani, the son of the President's lawyer, who had um, his West Wing pass revoked because um, he was seen as not following protocol. He also had the President say he wanted him elevated to a certain position in that John Kelly just didn't do that. Um, you have seen now Mark Short, uh, the White House Legislative Affairs Director, um, make clear to people inside the building that he will leave sometime this summer, I think likely next month. Um, I think the job um, has become sort of um, impossible generally, but certainly in a midterms year, I don't think they're going to get much done legislatively. And then the question is who takes it over? Um, John Kelly's favorite is Shahira Naid, who was a staffer on the uh, the Deputy at the National Economic Council and is pretty well regarded. Um, My understanding is she has told people she is not interested. I will be surprised if she takes that job, but anything is possible. How
3: about Sarah Sanders?
4: Um, I think that Sarah Sanders is increasingly um, uh, having a a more and more difficult time uh, in that role. I think that she has made clear to people uh, outside the building that she does, and inside the building, that she doesn't know that she's going to do it forever. But I don't know whether that means before the midterms or not. And I think the midterms are going to be the demarcation point where you're going to see many people leaving. Regardless, you will see others leave. Before she may be one of them, but time will tell.
7: On North Korea, if I can ask you this, one of the things we were thinking about during the summit when we were in Singapore is right. would the president be surprised at some of the criticism of the agreement that was signed? Does he think... Does he really think that he got something new, new concessions from North Korea, or is he just trying to make a big show of it?
4: Um, No, I think that he he has told himself that this is actually something real and that this will lead to something even further. Um, When he feels like he is not getting proper praise, that's when you see things like the tweet that says, there's no more nuclear threat, which is obviously not true. Um, But uh, that is what he wants people to perceive it as. And I believe it was very frustrating for him to get back to the U.S. and see the coverage of this uh of this summit and recognize it was not quite on par with what in his mind it should be.
3: And yeah, I mean look, we have to go, but also Maggie, since you know that I like to do a little bit of armchair analysis, when he talks about Kim Jong un and how impressive he is, how much respect he has because of what Kim Jong un was able to Take over from his father in his twenties, and that one in ten thousand would be able to do that. Yeah. It, it, was actually, it
4: was actually just one in one. It was not I mean, one in ten thousand. Yeah. This was not. There was not. A, there was not. There was not, There was not a request for proposals to take over for the dictatorship. <laughs> there
7: was just one person. Okay. So. Thank
3: you for doing the math. For sure. crunching the numbers on that one for us.
7: Thank you Well, We got much more on the Justice Department's Inspector General report into the Hillary Clinton email situation. What does it mean for the Mueller probe? One of the president's staunchest allies in Congress, who has called for the firing of Robert Mueller, weighs in next
3: filed a restraining order against Stormy Daniels attorney Michael Avenatti. The order cites more than 120 media appearances by Avenatti claiming the quote publicity tour is depriving Michael Cohen of a fair trial. Here to respond is Michael Avenatti. Michael, I take it you're not deterred by the threat of a restraining order.
2: No, I'm not deterred. I'm not gonna be gagged. I mean this is a search for the truth and you know this is part and parcel Allison, of what mr trump and mr Cohen have been doing for the better part of 10 or 15 years they want to intimidate people shut them up it doesn't matter if you're a judge, right. you're the press or an attorney they don't like people that speak the truth
3: here's what the they sure uh, don't argument Michael Cohen is making they do not like people speak that's why, actions they, are that's made made why this asshole is demagoguing the press thirst for publicity Mr. Avenatti's publicity tour, wherein he routinely denigrates Mr. Cohen, is likely to result in Mr. Cohen being deprived of his right to a fair trial. Does Michael Cohen have a point that you have gotten the media upper hand on him?
2: Well, I think I've gotten the media upper hand on him because uh, I'm speaking the truth, and that's resonating with people. This isn't about a publicity tour. This is a truth tour. And the reason why um, I've resonated, I think, uh, with people is because I back up what I say.
0: All right, Republicans were trying to hammer out a solution to try to keep families together. This was this happened today. OK, they were trying to hammer out a solution because of all the backlash and all the uh, uh, the country being torn apart over this. They decided to get in to get together to try to hammer out a solution to try trying to keep families together. They failed. They failed. Can you believe that? The Republicans who controlled everything failed to come up with a solution or a law or to try to get something on the books to say we're not, gonna, we're not going to separate children from their mothers and put them in cages. They, they have failed. They wanted a, they wanted a legislative fix. I mean, this was going to go on and this was going to be voted on uh, in both houses, the the Senate. But it didn't work. If it had to work, if both houses, both chambers of Congress, the Senate and the House of Representatives, if they voted uh, on legislation that would keep families together, they Could have overridden Trump if Trump decided he wasn't going to sign it into law. They have enough votes, including Democrats, to override whatever veto Donald Trump was planning on giving this legislation. But they can't come up with anything. They obviously they don't have the votes for this to uh, to keep families together. They don't have the votes. In other words, they failed to come up with a solution to keep families together. Why? There's only one reason here to say why the Republicans failed today or maybe next week to come up with a solution to keep families of illegal immigrants together or families of any uh, group of people together they failed why did they fail okay the george walter junior show is saying they failed because they did not want it in the first place they failed because they didn't want this they want families to be separated at the border at the US Mexican border they want this no matter how many excuses you hear the republicans give to why they they now feel after the backlash that children should not be separated at the border is bullshit. They are just saying things to try to get votes, saying things to try and trying to calm Americans down. But in the long run, they really don't give a damn. They really don't care because if they did care, they would come up with a solution uh, uh, getting their Uh, tribe together, the rest of the Republicans and some Democrats in Congress to vote on this legislation. But they couldn't do it because the Republicans, they don't want it. They want to keep breaking up families. And this is going to cost their asses in November. And they know it, but they don't care. They know they're going to be kicked out of office. They don't care. They know that their constituency the people who put their asses in office are very very angry at them but they don't care they know america is angry at them the world is angry but these jackass republicans don't care i've said earlier 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 into the show that that this was gonna happen. You know, I I said they were gonna I I think I said that they were gonna be voting on this today. I know I've read read earlier somewhere that where this was gonna happen. They just don't care. They're just throwing red meat out here to their base and to the American people. We're trying to come up with something, but we can't. You can't because you don't want to. You want to see families separated. You want to see chaos. You want to see Donald Trump in the White House because you people are costing his ass and destroying the country on top of that, letting him destroy the country. Because you know what? All of these Republicans, they're thinking about one thing, lying in their pockets. They know chaos. They know chaos and disruptions. Will line their pockets, put money in their pockets. It's all about Donald Trump is using the White House like a business. He's making money, hands over foot, in the White House. He's pocketing taxpayer money. They're all crooks, and I don't know. I, I want to. I want to believe like you. I want to believe in Robert Mueller, the special counsel. I want to believe in him. I really do want to believe in him. And if Robert Mueller himself himself cares anything about the country and the direction that his party is taking the country he would arrest all of the he would arrest everybody every one of these jackasses in congress including donald trump but he's a republican he may i don't know i don't want to say he's going to look the other way because donald trump is a republican you know it's his party I don't know, but I wish he would hurry, hurry the fuck up because every day he delays locking up Donald Trump. That's, a, that's another day for him to wake up and figure out how to screw up the country. And they know this. They know, they know this better than what I'm trying to tell you. They know it better than I do or you do. They know Donald Trump wakes up every fucking day every morning to figure out how he's going to try and distract the country. Donald Trump loves it when you read when you read his tweets. He loves it when you read them. That's why he goes nuts with them because he's going to have to read them and that we should read them because he's president of the United States. He gets a kick out of writing those tweets, whether they're uh, the spelling or, or grammar errors are all over the place but he gets at writing those tweets and he gets more of a kick when he knows that you're reading it and you're going to be reporting on it he loves that even though his tweets are ladled with lies lies i don't read his tweets anymore i, I just you know because they're lies even some of the uh, anchor people who uh, on cable television and on network Uh, And on broadcast, uh, uh, broadcast over the air radio uh, saying the same thing, that Donald Trump's tweets are are a bunch of lies. And those who are not saying that, that and those who are not saying his tweets are a bunch of lies, they're just cowards and ass kissers. But the truth is, Donald Trump doesn't like the truth. He, He can't stand the truth. I've said this a few months ago. He cannot stand the truth. Because the truth makes him look bad. And he went on to say again that the uh, media was the enemy of the American people. I'm quoting Donald Trump. He said again recently, and I think he just said that to, to distract the country again, once again, away from the Russian investigation. Donald Trump do, does things to just distract you from thinking about his last scandal. To thinking about his more recent one he is a great distractor he's no dictator he doesn't have the brains for that i don't think uh, they will let him become a dictator he, he he's too stupid and too dumb and too ignorant to be a dictator of course he wants to be but it's not going to happen he's lucky if he makes it to the midterm and all in one piece you know, because we are going to vote his ass out. And we're going to vote out all of these Republicans. We're going to vote out all of Democrats who are on the same wavelength as some of these rotten Republicans. We're going to vote them all out. A massive blue wave is coming. I say massive because of this, this uh, mess with separating immigrant children from their parents and putting them in cages. And I say massive. And it's hard to believe that there's so many people out here who are justifying putting kids in cages, who are justifying uh, the policies, the rogue policies of this administration. They're justifying it. Fox, you got people on Fox coming on Fox. Well, they should be put in cages. Look Look at them. They're badass kids. They should be put in cages. I mean, you've got Fox uh the commentators pundits whatever you want to call them well they came over here well they came over here illegally they're getting what they should it's the laws it's our law it is not a law it is not on the books trump and the republicans are just lying flat out on the democrats and the democrats for once they're not taking it <laughs> they're coming out and saying hey wow stop lying on us we this is Trump's. This is Trump. Trump and his administration decide to do this. Trump and his administration and his, can end this at any given minute, hour, or whatever, 24 hours. They can end it. They don't want to. Trump doesn't want to end it. Folks, please don't be, if you're following this, please don't uh, think that it's the Democrats' fault. It is not. We all know, you know, how much Trump lies. Trump has told over 3,000 lies since he's been in office, provable lies, lies you can go check out and do your own fact checking. I don't think we need to do that because we know how much Trump lies and his people lie. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Kellyanne Conway. And I forget her name. Nikki, I think it's Nikki Haley. She's a liar. They just kissed Trump. These are women, and you want, and the way Trump has been treat treating. I can't even say tweeting. The way Trump has been treating women. Why do women uh, uh, flock to him? I don't understand it. It's like being in an, an abusive relationship and it beats on the woman, I'm, he beats her mercifully, mercifully uh, beats her to a pulp. But all she can say is I love you. That's the way it feels like with Donald Trump. And I can't understand for the life, me, life of me And plus the late Barbara Bush, she couldn't understand it either. Why women vote for him? Why women kiss his ass? Excuse me. (coughs) When he does nothing and will do nothing to throw you under the bus. Trump doesn't give a shit about you. Even if you support him, he doesn't care. He don't give a damn about you. So you voted for him. Big deal. He's going to take away your social security check. He's going to make sure you don't get a job, the job that he promised you. The coal miners, remember? Remember that he said he's going to get them jobs? And they're still waiting. Trump doesn't give a damn about anybody. You voted for him? Hey, I'm president now. Hey, you voted for me? Too bad. I'm president now. I don't give a shit about your problem. (laughs) And he doesn't. I'm not a good imitator of Trump. I, I can probably get his voice and talk like him if I really wanted to I I don't want to I can't stand the guy so <laughs> as you can as you probably know by listening to the show by now I can't stand Trump I really don't like that son of a bitch I just don't um I'll never forget how he just he called the NFL one an NFL player because he kneeled at the anthem or something like that calling him get that son of a bitch out of here Wow, this guy. And then, then he called African countries shithole countries and tried to lie his way out of both of them. Then, then he finally admitted that he, he said some of those things. But he tried to, yeah, once again, he obviously his uh, surrogates try to throw the blame somewhere else. And Donald Trump is a racist. He cannot change his spots. He's a racist. He's a white supremacist. He doesn't like um, people who are not white or orange like he is. It's, it's just awful. Okay, let's get back on Congress getting nowhere fast on legislation to keep immigrants' families together. Republicans wants they want a legislative fix. Democrats want Trump to fix it on his own, and he can fix it today if he wanted to. Trump does not want to stop this, as I just got through saying. He doesn't want – he wants to keep separating families. Yeah, there can be a legislative fix, but Trump can also do something right now. Make one call to the border and stop these agents, these ICE agents, from separating these families. And I'm I'm hearing that when these agents separate the child from the mother, they are really cruel – And the way they do it, from reporters and journalists on the scene, the people who are covering this, it's really, really bad. Okay, um, Washington is, Congress is doing what it often does best, nothing, nothing, nothing is being done in Congress, period. Period. Why? We have a Republican Congress. Now, when, when we had a Democratic Congress, things were getting done. They weren't getting along with each other. They were bitching and fighting, uh, trying to figure out who was going to be on TV first to talk, to talk about whatever they're going to talk about. But this Congress does exactly nothing because they're too busy waiting for Donald Trump to tell them what to do. And Donald Trump, you better. And Donald Trump is saying, you better give me loyalty. You better uh, kiss uh, my ass when I ask you. And they're waiting to do that. Okay. Faced with a growing humanitarian crisis on the U.S.-Mexican border as a result of the Trump administration' new zero tolerance, new zero tolerance on immigration policy, lawmakers in both House and the Senate are predictably at an impasse meaning they don't have the votes or they refuse to do anything about uh, the separation of, of families at the border. Their task has been made more difficult by President Donald Trump, who has demanded a broad immigration package rather than a smaller quick fix that has a higher chance of reaching his desk. Nothing has to reach Donald Trump's desk. Make a fucking phone call, and this situation ends. He's trying to Donald Trump's trying to have it three or four ways, blaming Democrats, blaming Republicans for this, and his ass is the sole uh, uh, cause of all of this. And he could end it. It's Donald Trump, folks. Um, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Donald Trump is an asshole. He wants this. Trump, well, I don't want this. I hate to see kids. Uh, this is Donald Trump. I don't want this. I hate to see kids separate from their families. I think it's wrong. But yet he's the president of the United States and he will not do anything about it. And once again, Donald Trump is lying. And I actually think Donald Trump believes what he is saying it's 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 he's mental i mean he's mentally ill there is something wrong with this guy he is not normal he is totally not normal a lot of people are saying he's the devil in disguise he might be they're saying he's evil (laughs) he's dr evil he's mean nasty vicious vile That's Donald Trump, and he will lie and throw you under the bus in a heartbeat. And as far as I can see, Donald Trump is actually shitting on the Republicans, and they're taking it. They're taking it. They're waiting on him. He doesn't want them to pass anything. He doesn't want them to work on anything. This is not the Republican Party, folks. This is the party of Donald Trump. They might as well just change the name, the Trump Party, because they are so cowering to this man. It's a damn shame. They act as if they don't have any power. The Constitution gives the uh, Congress, which is made up of the Senate and the House of Representatives, the Constitution gives Congress the same amount of equal power as the White House. They are equal to Donald Trump. The entire Congress is equal to Donald Trump. They're not below Donald Trump. They're not above the White House. They are equal uh, in terms of of the Constitution, equal in power. They have the same equal power. And the Congress is supposed to be, and they've never done this, but the Constitution says that Congress checks and balances the White House. That is not happening. And I say that to say that I don't know why these folks, you have just as much power together that the White House has. Why are you cowering to this guy? Why are you kissing his ass? Why are you willing to uh, 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 risk your job and your career to kiss somebody's ass who is virtually a con man, a snake oil salesman, a fool, an idiot, a dictator, wannabe?
7: Why would you do that?
0: Risk your whole life. Risk your life to to uh, follow Donald Trump, who is an idiot. I mean, if you follow an idiot, you're going <laughs> to... If you follow an idiot, you're going to become an idiot. That's what I've been telling my son. Um, so this is really, really bad. I mean, they can't do anything. Just like they couldn't do anything on DACA. Now they can't do anything on keeping um, families together. I'm looking at it right here on Huffington Post. They can't do anything. New York Times caves to White House on Stephen Miller interview. Oh, give me a break. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, United States withdrawals from UN Human Rights Council. That's bad for the United States. I've talked about that. That's bad. Because in my thinking, it opens the door for Trump and his goons to commit more abuses. They're saying they, they don't want to be checked and balanced by the U.N. on what ha- goes on in the United States. Trump is uh, isolating our allies. Uh, allies know who's taking down America. They know that it's not Americans. They know that it's this prick president that we have. Who Congress, the United States Congress, refused to check and balance, even impeach him, throw his ass out. I I don't understand why there's so many people in Congress willing to have their careers thrown, uh, going down the drain because of this. They're going to be smeared for life for this. They're going to be remembered forever for being a shitty Congress. They're going to be remembered forever for being a do-nothing Congress. They're going to be remembered forever for caving in and kissing Donald Trump's ass. This is what each and every one of those Republican assholes will be remembered for. They will have no legacy. Donald Trump is stripping them of their legacy as he has no legacy of his, of his own. Donald Trump is gonna go down in history. He's going, he's going down right now as one of the worst presidents in modern history, in the history of the fucking world. And he knows it, he doesn't care. The guy has no feelings for nothing. But bashing the media, bashing immigrants, bashing African-Americans, bashing Muslims. He's a straight-up racist. And the folks from Norway, a country which he likes, they can't stand him. He wants more people coming here from Norway because they're what? They're white. So, folks, we just have to hang in there. Um. Um, don't feel bad, depressed, don't sit around and sulk, just remember there's a blue wave coming and just be pissed off, be, be positive, think positive, smile, have a good time, and just make sure you vote. Vote these assholes out to the sewer, because that's where they belong that's where they belong all right you've been listening to the george wilder jr show on Block talk radio we will be right back We're hey there about friends the and edge. fans this is george wilder jr of the george wilder jr show <laughs> i want you to enjoy my fictional writings located on amazon and elsewhere uh the website is www.amazon.com slash author slash wilder or or go to the amazon website and type my name in the text bar above to either order or download a book a story essays novels novelettes whatever you want to do and i want to thank you you very much for that and as always good reading this is george wilder jr and keep listening there's always more to come all right thank you everybody yeah stay up, everybody. I mean, stay up, stay into it, stay involved, talk about what's going on in your country. This is your country. you want to um you want to uh take your country back from these goons in the White House. That's your white House. Uh, the White House was built by slaves, African American slaves uh, not Trump. <laughs> It's not his White House. He doesn't own it. I don't know if he actually owns Mar-a-Lago. We don't even know if Trump is actually a billionaire or not. We haven't seen his taxes. That's one of the reasons why we haven't seen his taxes, because there is something illegal upon him, don't you think? He's hiding something. He doesn't give a damn how much we say he's hiding something, because he's going to continue to do what? Hide something. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, but uh, getting back to the separating uh, of the kids on the border, this is, this is, this is uh, uh, shameful. This is shameful. And I regret it. That is happening. I think uh, millions of people around the United States and even around the world are looking at this. And Donald Trump trying to make every excuse in the damn world to stop this abuse. By saying it's the Democrats fault. Throwing the blame all over the place. And as I said before, the Democrats are saying, hey, it's your fucking fault, not ours. Stop lying on us. And it's about time the Democrats start uh, fighting back when this jackass goes around continuously to lie on them. And all he's doing is throwing red meat to his base, his dumb, stupid base. They believe it. And Trump. Trump said that the Democrats, it's the Democrats' fault. Sure, yeah. You know, and uh, that's who he, those are the kind of people he is um, trying to reach. But those are the kind of people, uh, those are his people who he's throwing under the bus. Because there are jobs they wanted and things they wanted done that he's not doing because he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck about nobody. Trump's saying, hey, I'm president. You're not. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, it's been great, folks. It's been beautiful. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, make sure you join us tomorrow. We will have it, – it <laughs> this is a political show. But uh, uh, we do all kinds of things. We have authors on the show, and we have people talking about different things. But it's just – I don't see how anybody can talk about anything other than what's going on in America, the separation of families. Uh, the separation of families, period. Taking a child from a mother or a father. This is not America. This is not what we are. We have to get rid of that piece of shit in the White House and take our country back. And I've said this several times. Whenever Republicans fuck up, it takes a Democrat to come in to clean it all up. I mean, if you don't believe that, uh, do your research on President uh, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, even uh, Ronald Reagan, and, and, and sit down and try to figure out what they fucked up and what the Democrat president who was voted into office after they left, how that person cleaned that up. Because it's true. It is totally true. All right, everybody, I want to thank you for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Have a nice evening. Have a nice uh, day or weekend. What, whichever one comes first, you have, make sure you have a great one. And it's been fun. To, the show's been fun today. I've totally enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, my guest for tomorrow, we don't, can I, well, we'll have her tomorrow or him. <laughs> and... um it's been great. It's been beautiful. Sometimes I'm hesitant to get off. I'm having such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. But I know we have to go because, uh, you know, uh, I have to get ready and prepare for the show tomorrow and, and some other things, you know. So thanks, everybody, for tuning into the show. Make sh- Stay up, stay engaged, stay positive, and vote blue.
6: help the roses if the bombs begin to fall, heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day, heaven help the white man if he turns.
0: again everybody thank you for tuning into the george wilder show always tune in podcast show uh, you're always here i'm all over the uh all over the internet i'm all over anything online so you can always follow follow the show and listen to i think i got over 500 episodes yeah 500 episodes and uh you know enjoy yourself and have you know listening to the george wilder jr show uh we're Signing off right now, folks, have a great evening, have a great day, have a great morning, have a, whatever, whatever you find yourself doing when you're listening to the George Wanda Jr. Show, whether it's the weekend, and, and just enjoy uh, yourself. I seems like I'm talking about the song I remember, I hear it in my head, I think it was the Jackson 5, Enjoy Yourself, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, um. We're signing off, folks, so uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow to the George Wilder Dooty Show. And I want to say once again, thanks for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.